to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. Mm. When Kaepernick knelt, he was lauded for his courage while simultaneously being criticized for not leaning in. Protest, several players said, was ineffective compared to the power of the celebrity athlete class, which needed only to make a phone call to secure a meeting with a high-ranking politician. Their sentiment could be reduced to a single sentence. You can't just take a knee. Charles Barkley said it. While working with legislators on prison reform, Malcolm Jenkins said it. While serving on panel discussions at Harvard, NFL players Devin and Jason McCourty said it. And now, in partnership with the NFL, Jay-Z said it. While doing absolutely nothing, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott said it, serving up a paragraph of Michelin star-level word salad to the Dallas Morning News on July 27, 2018. I respect what I respect what all the guys those guys believe in. If they believe it's going to make a change and it's going to make a difference, then power to them. But for me, I believe in doing something. Action. It's not about taking a knee. It's not necessary about standing. Not necessarily about standing. We can find a different place to make our country better. And obviously, I'm not naive. I'm very aware of the injustice that we have going on. But I'm about the actions that we can do to fix it rather than the silent protest prescott said however he wasn't working on any kind of action that would help raise awareness for social injustice and police brutality but was open to helping out in any way it was a clever ruse suggesting that he was beyond mere theatrics and committed to the real work the substantial work but outside of himself he wasn't fooling anyone players were not signaling higher commitment but rather their fear of confrontation with the owners of the nfl and the country which of course is to say the white public they did not want to be seen in the streets connected in the trenches of a struggle they did not want to be named as dissidents which is precisely what protest brings about the millionaire so-called athlete activists who now have america's attention will reveal their fear through variations of the same theme you cannot just take a knee you have to act hey welcome to the black out to this podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a saturday ready to do some feedback yes sir the official weapon of the show is the taser and an unofficial sport what about and bullet ball extreme today's excerpt is from full dissident uh which is from uh by my man howard bryant uh full dissidents uh notes from an uneven playing field is the full name it's such a great book it's a quick read i cannot recommend it highly enough um but uh in light of the protest that the nba players uh took place in that spread throughout all of sports um which i thought was a very powerful moment um and uh the it culminated in three days of them not uh playing in the nba playoffs in the bubble um and ended up with them uh striking a deal um with uh the owners to have them use their money influence and arenas to promote voting um and social justice programs and stuff of this nature um which uh i thought was significant but it's funny how much things have kind of changed in a year you know and i do think there are ways that i think there's context to each of those you can't just take a knee that i think is different for each person malcolm jenkins and jay-z i think are different than dak prescott who at the time now he has donated some money but i think he gave money to like the police or something i I know a big part of his thing was that they got on him for not giving money straight to just like a a a cause he gave it to like the a police cause or whatever but um the the point being though um 
that that day that the nba players did not play is exactly i want to say four years to the day that kaepernick took a knee Mm. for the first time um because remember he used to be just sitting yeah and then at one game he just uh he was you know he took a knee instead and four years later that fire was still burning you know that they that the nfl thought they could put out by not allowing him on the field anymore not allowing him to play um that people have tried to mitigate by not showing the uh anthem on tv mm-hmm. and uh well we're all kneel because trump called you sons of bitches and well you know and it was every kind of compromise it to me a knee doesn't even mean the same thing anymore mm-hmm. I, I don't think it ever has not no. since kaepernick did it no um if anything the knee was a compromise in the first place you know that was him sort of appeasing trying to meet them in the middle uh and and they rejected that um and it's funny because at the end of the day you're still black in america right so that was never gonna change regardless of the gesture before or during the anthem or any of that stuff and the the hatred and the contempt that this president and his administration have bought into has really emboldened a lot of people who used to for the sake of appearing to be decent kind of just sit shit out you know they couch it in this you know weird i just don't like the nba it's just too full of thugs and now they're just all the way out there you know they're just wild collar niggers you know and so i think it's interesting that four years later we're looking at this going not only was the kaepernick have a point ultimately and paid paid the highest cost it seems of any athlete for the protest uh since he's the one that still hasn't gotten to take the field but we watched it this week people said what's the plan besides y'all walking out and not playing what's got to be a plan what's the next step you know it's always this rhetorical question that's asked they don't really want to answer to what they want to say is you don't have a plan you don't have a next step you don't have a strategy you're just upset and uh i was on three guys on today uh talking with randolph and chris lamberth and mike b and um andy klein um and the thing is in that situation randolph brought up a great point what would have been wrong if they were just upset and they didn't want to play you know like why do we always have to turn our you know turn our back and go well the world's on fire but i gotta get back to entertaining what if we don't feel like it anymore so would that have even been wrong if they didn't have a plan if the if the whole thing was we just don't we can't do it like the the the, we're stuck here away from our families away from our people the world is burning they're still killing us they're killing people in the streets um during the protest i don't want to be playing basketball right now so i just thought that was uh kind of interesting to go back and think about kaepernick and how he was challenged every step of the way as not having a plan not wanting anything uh not utilizing the attention to make a bigger thing and hey now these athletes are it seems like they're all hands on deck they're using a lot as much influence as they can in the places that they can and they're still catching flack for, about it they're still people who are naysaying them saying they don't have a good plan mad that they that they uh came back to play 
like just you know a bunch just a bunch of of opinions but you know i'm just so proud of these of these guys and um and and they're inspired by what they've done a lot of it boils down to people's agendas and where they fall on race and racism and things like that and the thing is there's quote-unquote always got to be a first when it comes to us they always got to be a first and like a lot of shit the first person is normally the martyr the first person is normally the one that has to make the huge sacrifice because this is something that's never been done before so and the thing is white people will look at the first one like oh we're going to make an example of you that's all it boils mm-hmm. down to with Kaepernick we're going to make an example of this nigga and let the rest of them know we won't put up with this how dare you talk about shit that we're doing how dare you make us have to reflect and, and and look at the shit we're doing and the shit that we're co-signing and, and, and us turning a blind blind eye how dare you and that's why a lot of anger and that's why a lot of people was upset and that's why i became the cop uh blue lives matter and all this other bullshit uh based off of how dare you you mm-hmm. know and that's all it's ever been is a how dare you they really don't care they really could care less uh about it you know and that's why they constantly want to question and what's your plan what are you gonna do next 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 because nothing you can do will ever satisfy them because they don't want you doing anything in the first place because you doing <coughs> anything will cause the reality of the bullshit that's here in our country yeah and it's one of the things where his sacrifice of the possibility of never being in the nfl again is why you have players in other leagues in the nba and nfl now coming out and speaking up because they're speaking up but guess what they're not losing their jobs guess what they're not being blackballed at the league they're not you know they can continue to work um and so it's one of my things for the fact that uh the athletes understand their power and that's something else that they don't want these black players to understand their power over their bodies and their, and their autonomy and things like that they don't want you to realize that this shit can't really function without me like if if i you know if if the best players in majority of the uh, majority of the black sports just leave what would those sports look like there will be amateur sports that nobody want to fucking watch or see and nobody would care mm-hmm. to see they would lose profits like everything would drop but at the same time you want to tell these people that are black in this country that it doesn't matter what you what your life off the field don't matter somebody spray paint nigger on the side of your house for your children to see that shit don't matter you know because people at their normal regular nine to five jobs before the pandemic were weary a lot of them didn't want to go to work a lot of them wish they could have called out sick a lot of them wish they could have said i I, you know what i just need time i just need a day you know let me come in a half a day like you know niggas need a break but white folks are going to constantly be on our necks we don't actually get to get the break you know and uh back like something's wrong with you for just saying bitch i'm tired today i don't feel like it today you know what i have had enough of the bullshit i'm motherfucking checking out that's okay you know it's 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 okay to get to that point and it's okay to feel that way but white people don't want you to feel that way because if you feel that way they you have to acknowledge that it's a problem and then you have to acknowledge what caused you to feel that way and not even just white people right like there's black people who want to smooth this over yes you know charles barkley stephen a smith that raised that question well what's next what's the plan 
what are y'all gonna do you know um and when they unveil their plan when they uh when they work through it because you're not privy to it um you know it's crickets you know but that's the thing that that isn't being recognized that you know i wrote about this in 2017 on uh my medium um page um it's it's a piece called the neil heard around the world and i said at the time it was no longer about why kaepernick knelt the first time because when he knelt then people were asking you know when he wasn't it was before he even knelt it was when he said why he was doing it he talked about black people and injustice in america and police brutality and stuff it hasn't been about that in forever no um and in a way the nba players walking out kind of made it back about that that's the first time it's really been back about that because it was specifically ignited by uh the slaying uh well not slaying i'm sorry the shooting of jacob blake and then the subsequent uh shooting in the streets during the protest of uh the written howard kid that shot uh a written house kid that shot uh two uh white people and killed him like it was that's when it became back about that focus since then it's been like kind of about the autonomy of the black body the violation of the pact that black people sign up to when they become athletes the unwritten pact which is we're giving you a lot of money to entertain us you no longer get to be upset about black shit come on you know and that's been a violation that has continued since kaepernick you know lebron is definitely one of those people they're always moving and changing the bar on lebron because he has been so defiant to the to the code you know the the silent code that you know they that michael jordan used to believe in you know the the you're making money shut the fuck up and play this politics shit is different than that you know we don't want to know your black opinion and your black life and your black mental health and all that stuff right just get out here mucky and goddamn dance yeah so it's kind of you know been this thing where um to see it play out again and over and over again and more it's just kind of a it's really been interesting you know but i I, i'm so inspired by these players and what they've done and i did see people move the bar immediately it went because uh george hill said the day before like hey i just feel like we shouldn't even be in the bubble we shouldn't even be playing i don't want to even be here and that's before the the any of the stuff started and then um the shooting happened with the white kid that shot the people in the streets and then the bucks didn't come out to play and i thought that was that was that that way that that unfolded was interesting because they didn't tell anyone else they were going to do it the magic was actually on the court warming up and then every other team followed suit and then other other the wnba and then baseball and then hockey like that that means something and i saw people go from they ain't gonna do shit they not even gonna i mean if they for real then then don't go don't play the next game then and then when they didn't play the next game well i mean the rest of the team shouldn't play either then they didn't play what in uh never enough right and then it eventually got to you know they should never they should just quit basketball basically and if they return it if they play basketball at all they some coons and it's that's the thing that's thankless that's the thing that you know really is not helpful or useful this we're going to continue to raise the bar until 
this doesn't matter um until we can call what you did nothing even though we didn't expect you to be able to do this much right and even if we benefit from it we don't care right so i thought that was uh really telling to watch people kind of go through that another thing i thought about too was um that ultimately they got the owners to agree to things that might change the society our society Mm -hmm. you know voting initiatives Mm -hmm. um giving money to social justice causes Mm -hmm. um you know diversifying diverse diversifying the league and stuff like that like i don't know just they act like that they act like that's some small shit that's what i mean they actually had to get the owners in there and negotiate this shit Mm -hmm. you're talking about stadiums that are huge like in some cities depending on how big or small the city is the stadium might be the biggest fucking building in the whole goddamn town Mm -hmm. so you have a stadium where they go oh we're gonna do a voter registration here you know we're gonna vote here stadiums that you can like have six feet rule because they're so fucking big for me to pop sorry about that go ahead no problem because they're so big that you can actually space people out put x's on the floor you can actually do it in 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 a manner that would allow for social distancing everybody to wear a mask you know you can make a big ass event out of it you know you can and and for some people all jokes aside it would allow some people to actually couldn't who couldn't afford to see the arena to actually be in the goddamn arena to actually see what mm-hmm. the tax money you know people fail to realize that that's tax money and, and shit is going to mm-hmm. and it's one of those things to where arenas is one of the few places that you can get thousands of people in a location at once that these bold these voting uh, poll areas yeah you can do it but it's it's, it's not as uh, uh accommodating yeah and it and it fights voter suppression yes you know so yeah they agreed they got the nba and its players they agreed to immediately establish a social justice coalition with representatives from players coaches and governors that will be focused on broad ranges of issues including increased access to voting promoting civic engagement and advocating for meaningful peace police and criminal justice reform in every city the league franchise owns and controls the arena property team governors will continue to work with local elections officials to convert the facility into voting locations for the 2020 general election to allow for safe in-person voting options for communities vulnerable to COVID. and keep in mind where they place these arenas many places um right and who they move in and out of those areas when they do this kind of shit or just the fact that they place it in this area of town and they never really uh help the area the surrounding area um the and and much of voter suppression happens around that you know to making sure you don't have a a safe place with enough uh voting machines and stuff to even vote Mm -hmm. uh three the league will work with players and our network partners to create and include advertising spots in each nba playoff game dedicated to promoting greater civic engagement in national and local elections and raising awareness around voter access and opportunity the thing that's amazing about this is that because republicans are so much about voter suppression the nba being about voting and anti-voter suppression immediately puts them against the the republican party yes yes it does and and it speaks volumes because the thing is like you said they're in these communities and some of these players some public and some you don't know about like some players actually um 
fund programs and put money behind shit and you will never know their names so players in these a lot of these communities have been doing shit like with the food banks and the homeless shelter and the batters women like they've been doing this anyway and also it speaks that we actually care about our the communities that we're in because you're in these communities you impact these communities people come to the games they enjoy the games and it is a way to give back to the community that actually is the reason why you're there in the first place because if it wasn't for the people coming to the game what would be your purpose Mm -hmm. and so uh like i said i'm a proud i'm proud of what they accomplished i'm proud of the people in the bubble the the i'm i'm it's it's really been kind of revolutionary to see straight black dudes presumably straight you know uh you know i don't know everyone's orientation Mm -mm. but to see presumably straight black men be vulnerable talk about their mental health talk about how racism and stuff affects them mentally um be vocally active about advocating for black lives and activism um to see them talk about voting to see them um not be afraid of this backlash from owners and fans and ratings and to use their negotiation power and to protest these are things i never thought i'd see especially in mass i you know in my heart of hearts i wanted to see that reaction when kaepernick was basically blackballed but the way they did it it made sense that they wouldn't that wouldn't happen because he played for a year everyone always forgets he played for a year and then it was kind of a slow black ball like it was slowly unraveling that oh they're never gonna let him play again like it wasn't like so if it would have been like he kneeled and then the next day they were like he's out the nfl you probably might be able to get the players to be like hey we need to take a stand mm-hmm. we need to make sure that our brother has a you know but because they it took you know he kneels and then we don't realize he's not working again until 17 months later how do you uh effectively organize you know correct but to see them kind of rise to the occasion and, and let's be frank it's not their job these are athletes these are not activists or whatever they have no actual obligation no one was looking for them to solve racism and i don't think that anything that they committed to can fix or solve systemic racial injustice on its Mm -mm. own Mm -mm. but i think they helped i think right i think they did what part that they could do and if everybody does what they can do then it'll help us out as a society and uh i just so proud of them and it made me think of uh that kaepernick um the original response to kaepernick what's the next step this everything that has happened since then has been the next step yeah and also i think that when you the biggest thing is like the arenas to me like like every, I, I i appreciate everything else but the arenas is the biggest thing because to me i keep i keep thinking about well if you have these arenas i mean you're gonna have to have a whole bunch of voting spots like voting machines and things like that which means you're going to increase the amount of voting machines which means all this bullshit about them getting machines that don't work oh the nba gonna be like oh this machine don't work get it fixed it fix it let's do it right like mm-hmm. like i believe if they get some fucked up shit they will have a mechanic there to fix that bitch and get it right and make sure that it works you know i um, mean i hope so man yeah, yeah th- th- those mean, are those are my hopes this is only part one of this fight because you still have to deal with different municipalities yeah but what we're see this is the thing that they're hoping and we'll find out they're hoping that a billionaire who has a stadium in your city who has a team that provides so much revenue to your market 
will be the one that they'll listen to because we know they won't listen to the black millionaire athletes you know the the bucks were on the phone with either the governor or lieutenant governor of wisconsin talking about uh jacob blake like these they're put they're calling in the favors they're doing the things people said they don't do they're also doing the things that people said they should do i i don't know how we can in a moment like this still find ways to kind of nitpick at these guys and say they didn't do anything from the safety of our phone screens um and by you know on social media so because that's just what people do like i said i've just come to the conclusion that people gonna people yeah and so sometimes i just i just check out a very ignorant blanketed statement sometimes and you sometimes i do it for your sanity you guys mm-hmm. okay you're just crazy or you just not i'm crazy a lot of times people do it for attention you're just doing this to, to get the attention and the likes and the retweets and all that type of stuff yeah i mean i saw the one of the organizers of brianna con shitting on the obama for telling the players hey use your platform you know continue to play basketball y'all y'all have really leveraged your thing and gotten real change and she was hating on it and i'm like you were telling everybody kiss your ass a week ago if they didn't like the branding for brianna con like like what like i don't know man it's just crazy the ego just jumped out but anyway butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere for instance to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow all right feedback time that means we're going to talk about all the things that y'all had to say about all the things that we had to say throughout the um week you can find comments uh you can go comment on our show the blackouttips.com you can leave us five star reviews on itunes stitcher podomatic leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we read them on the show the uh email address is the blackout tips at gmail.com you can leave voicemails they have to be two minutes or less 704-557-0186 um and uh and you can vote in the polls and leave comments on the polls you can also go to the blackout tips.com and on the right hand side you can donate money to us okay we appreciate the people that do that we do uh the official weapon of the show is a taser an official sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme don't remember if i said it before so i'm saying it now let's talk about the people that gave us some monet i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song's for you today's a new day new day new current say uh we got a one-time donation from monica c okay we appreciate you monica we do they left a note didn't get to all the shows this week in lieu of comments i decided to donate heart emoji thank you thank you you know we'll always take them dividends come on rachel h Janine r jonathan w mary h omat a deborah o our girl shanna shanna b uh stefan h andy s jonathan h 
brian b jeff m darwin m no relation trivia t got a one-time donation from laura h thank you very much laura we got uh let's see morgan r uh with a brand new recurring donation gone to the new members class okay yes go on sign up for sunday school early days of photography jeffrey uh i mean jeremy f uh Nicole f marvin b yes marvin b uh michael w solana s asia d nerds in luxury chriselle m yvonne m no relations adam s tom w michael s luther green oh luther uh dana r and sound like an old black man's name lastly barbara m who leaves a note a token of appreciation for the many many hours of thought-provoking clever entertaining nuanced empathetic sometimes nerdy and always hilarious commentary you put out thanks rod and karen thank you barbara mm-hmm. and pick up the phone it's shirley uh hey <laughs> let's get it let's get into these reviews i smile even though it hurts me, I smile. Yeah, I, feel that. I know God is working, so I smile. Even though I've been for a while, I smile. Hallelujah. Smile. Hallelujah. It's so hard to look up when you look down. Hallelujah. I show sure would hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. Damn, I just seen Russell Westbrook about to play in this game. Um and before he was injured and he couldn't play and now i wonder if, if just a little part of chris paul is like we really shouldn't have stood up for black lives because if we would have played three days ago we would have had a chance to get this w and russ out here about to go ham. you know he going a thousand percent all the time somebody got to be thinking it you know like i wonder if there was players that was like not. why did we have to stand up for injustice we was about to get swept we could have been home by now but now i gotta oh, stay extra few days i gotta you know i have my side chick set up okay listen it's a comedy show um <laughs> we got one review uh my biggest podcast love oh we love that mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. excuse me the bpp uh i mean bpl the biggest podcast love okay big black podcast is what they call us uh my biggest podcast love by fulvia Leticia, who says Ooh, from denmark i can't get enough of rob and karen they are so intelligent and funny i feel like they are my friends i learn so much every time i listen to an episode big love from europe well big love back at you thank you baby shout out to denmark okay you know uh i don't know much about denmark mm-hmm. although i worked for a company that used to be owned by Mm-hmm. denmark uh some people in denmark uh shout out to copenhagen okay uh let's get to these comments on the episodes uh 2163 was a feedback episode the blacks who tippeth um uh tanya w says hi rod and karen i have also struggled with pronouncing kamala harris's name so i came up with a mnemonic kamala is calm kamala uh hope it helps yeah i hope i'm saying it right kamala that's right right not because i was saying kamala now it's, it's kamala so oh all right. kamala yeah. kamala's wrong it's oh. kamala kamala mm-hmm. okay i was calling kamala kama 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 like kamala like that um and yeah i was calling her kamala as well 
um so and i'm gonna slip from time to time you you can't change a habit overnight i'm i I appreciate people you know putting me on because i'd never want to fuck up somebody's name on purpose and i'm you know i'm not shady in a way i should have been calling her cop mala because it's closer to kamala and it would have been easier to make the transition than me trying to say her name the right way no sir and uh i just i just missed out by not being a misogynist no sir uh (laughs) you're not against you're not with this idea Mm -hmm. all right oh well uh brooklyn shuve says tanya w what that's a brilliant idea new meditation mantra kamala is calm calm allah um and then the poll was do you ever meditate yes or no yes yes 48 percent of the audience says yes and i think praying counts by the way like if you're if you pray silent moment because sometimes you just need what nothing what literally nothing is happening nothing is functioning it's just and i would say i don't really meditate um but i'm working on that like i'm getting you know i want to like really dedicate more time to that so i know there's apps and stuff that they have out there too it helps keep my mind calm particularly when my mind runs because there's so much happening in the world that if you don't i know for me personally if i don't get that time where my mind is just at peace my mind will be all over the place yeah i do like i can do a micro meditation but i haven't really sat down and tried to like clear my mind and sit for a long period of time with it um but i'm I'm working on it uh anyway 52 percent no 48 percent say yes Brooklyn Shubay says yes, but not as often as I should for my own well-being. I used to pray and meditate more before this coronavirus lockdown. Interesting that the lockdown had an opposite effect, but it also, I guess, depends on who's in the house with you. Do you even have space and time? Because back when people had routines, like kids go to work, husband go to, to you know, you kids go to school by yourself. Yeah, so uh iman says i do but not nearly enough i just scheduled a three-day personal retreat for myself without my husband and daughter i don't know if y'all are going to do a feedback show this week but chadwick bose's passing is hitting me hard there's no pause button on life so i'm taking the time and moving forward forward with the things that i'm passionate about love y'all and hope you're doing well yeah i mean yeah uh the chadwick bose thing i think uh last night it really hit me hard but i don't know since since then i kind of um been able to kind of process through it and i feel a lot better than i felt last night thinking about it but um i think because of how we found out he was 43 he had cancer from the he knew he had third stage colon cancer at 39 and then he basically continued to work and did all this great stuff that we know him for during that time which none of us really knew i was never one of these people that was speculating about his body i don't make jokes like that i think Mm -hmm. that's really uh just you know because of stuff like this is why i don't to be honest you just do not know what people are going through correct um i also am not a huge celebrity culture person in that way Mm -hmm. so i wasn't really following his personal life in that type of way and uh whatnot um so i think there you know was was a difference um he just seemed like a dope dude i did not know him in that type of way i never had any interaction with him i know i did think he should be t'challa way before anybody else i know that's for a fact um and um 
you know those tweets from like however many years it's gotta be about five seven years now mm-hmm. of me being like this motherfucker right here if he's not t'challa they fucked up um it meant so much for me that they cast it that they cast him um it just felt like a dream coming true like oh my god this someone's read marvel is reading my tweets you know and um so that was dope uh obviously the movie black panther it was just, it just touched me he did such a great job but just as a human being he's bigger than just any one role um his life means more than just the movies he was in um and that's it i don't have any you know i saw people trying to take it and make it a teachable moment like everyone go get your prostate check i'm not saying one is colon cancer so it's a different test than that but then two i'm not even trying to turn this into like uh, black men don't go to the doctor i'm not even trying to turn this into that i think sometimes shit just happens and it's unfortunate and there's no good thing to it life is suffering but it's not only suffering agree and he made a conscientious decision to to dedicate his life to art and to um to really be um to take these inspirational roles he he was immensely talented um and you just kind of feel like people like that are going to be here forever um i think also because of the role he played i think more about children than i think about adults because you know i remember how i felt when like christopher reeves uh was paralyzed and no longer you know it's like superman is not really superman in my mind like in my mind as i had to make that distinction like oh this is this is not like this is make-believe right but i had built up a mythos because i had seen these movies as a child and i do wonder for all the black children that finally felt represented and seen you know and don't really understand the finality of life and stuff in the way that uh adults, adults do right i do worry about developing yeah yeah i do worry about them during this pandemic uh black children you know um so hopefully parents are sitting down with them and being gentle and talking about these things if if they're of the age where they can handle it or where it's relevant to what they're going through right but um yeah i and, and at the same time i'm not judging anyone's reaction i saw way too much of that um people were being i think what happens is in moments like this people feel they should control they set rules they set rules for what you can and cannot talk about mm-hmm. and when they set those rules they look for people violating those rules mm-hmm. and then they're they get to be angry at those people and so they translate their grief into anger and then that way they don't have to feel grief anymore at least that's how they temporary that's how they feel it in their mind i'm not saying they they really still are grieving mm-hmm. but they but now we can point the finger at somebody and go you're a bad person you're the bad guy here you uh made uh you made the mistake of saying a word differently than i would have said it you brought up an element of his life i wouldn't have brought up i saw people saying you can't bring up that he worked uh while having chemotherapy and multiple surgeries as a as a positive thing because that's somehow ableist I didn't really see anyone that was able to explain why that was ableist. The only way I could see it being ableist is if you were using it to bash other people like, and you got cancer and you didn't do shit, you know, then, then, then you could say that. But to, to, to say you admire a person being able to persevere through struggle, it doesn't erase anyone else's struggle. Mm-mm. And his family put that in the comments, uh, in the post about him. 
they said he 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 dedicated and gave this art to the to the world while going through this i'm gonna fucking acknowledge that and that shouldn't make anyone feel bad you know um that we acknowledge like my god what what a man to be able to to do something like that what a person to be able to do something because you don't have to do that shit you know what i mean and um and and so i i thought i thought a lot of people but i think people say that stuff because it gives them a place to put that energy mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they then then they can go well yeah i'm i now i can be mad at anyone who goes wow he really worked through cancer well fuck you motherfucker now i'm no longer saying i'm sad you know but the truth of the matter is it's just sad you and know and that's okay I don't know what about that make people think it's not okay. It is okay. And the thing is, people can respond however they want to respond. I think that um, we live in a society now where people just want to judge. They want to judge your grief. They want to judge your happiness. They want to judge your sadness. They just want to judge everything because them judging uh helps them not to reflect back on them and think i'm hurting too i'd rather waste waste the energy uh judging you than actually look at uh how i'm feeling and then reflect on how i'm feeling because i don't want to be in here crying i don't want to be in here sad i don't want to be in here depressed but it it hit people all types of ways and the thing is if uh he would have told us i think the response would have been different people would have been still surprised but at least we would be like well okay he had cancer versus for us the general public it's like oh my gosh what happened so the thing is his family has quote unquote already been through the grieving process and no not the grieving process of him not being here but the grieving process of one day he might not be here but to us it's brand new so the, the the world is literally going through the phases of grief um and i feel like shout out to his family for having the beyonce clause where they was like oh he said not to say shit we're not saying shit in the age of social media in the age of tiktok in the age of all these things mm-hmm. whoever knew day was like you gonna have to sign your life away so like shout no out to doctor them. no doctor leaked it nothing so sh- shout out to them um uh, because you this right here was respecting his wishes you know and sometimes when people get into to to these things they get so self-righteous and so um wrapped up into how they feel about it and the shaming everybody else that you forget it's a family grieving too y'all and it's like it's just weird virtue signaling shit man yes like it's like like i hate to use that term pejoratively but i can't think of a better way to put it like i'm more woke than you in my grief like who gets it's not the time like let people feel how they feel god damn everyone just found out it's just not the time it's okay you know it's okay to be hurt it's okay to know that other people are hurting and it's not that you don't need the police how they fucking talk about it at the moment like i'm not saying there's no person that has said anything offensive i mean there are people who were saying you know fucked up shit i'm sure but just for that to be the conversation that takes over it's like it's just i don't know it was kind of sad but i didn't have much to say to be honest um uh i i just never feel like inserting myself into someone else's death like that um and chadwick wasn't necessarily like a 
kobe or something for where we've seen this person since they were 17 and grow up i think there are people that are closer to him that will be able to write that there's people that know his career and his life that will be able to write that mm-hmm. um it's just i just think it it's another hit um in this environment and you know i rarely i rarely even address this kind of shit in this way but i did want to say like as a straight black man there 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 is like something to this year that has been just like fuck you know what i mean kobe's definitely one of those type of straight black male heroes obviously chadwick boseman t'challa you know another one of those these fucking videos of these cops killing and brutalizing black men that go viral like and and and, you know i know a lot of people feel like well the black women getting killed by the police is not getting enough attention and stuff although i would argue that brianna taylor's getting you know uh, a lot of attention and stuff but it's not like i think the idea is because there hasn't been a lot of that type of organizing around black women that that's like almost so it's almost like a weird level of envy that that came into the conversation like we want that too i'm telling you man this shit is fucked up you know what i mean like i can't go on my twitter without seeing some nigga get killed (laughs) that's crazy um and it fucks with me so uh it's you know it's just it's just you know between fucking donald trump and his administration literally making like the backbone of the the demagoguery of the black community that these oh these black male thugs gonna do some shit to you and we gonna get them out your neighborhoods gonna protect these white women you know all it's like this shit is back you know all the shit from the 60s it's just back and he kept his promise yeah and then like when um so much of the media i consume via social media was just a lot of like black men versus black women shit mm-hmm. where you know when something popped off it would be like and this is why black men ain't shit too you know and i'm not even debating them not telling mm-hmm. them I, I you know i don't get involved in that shit Mm-mm. but you know but when it it's j cole sexist, when yeah. it's uh anyone that's been abused it's you know it's like black you're a monster is what i feel like you got this monster inside of you you can't see it you may not believe it it may not be your existence it it may not be you personally but when i look at you i see a monster Mm -hmm. you know white people see a monster black women see a monster lgbtq people see a monster and it's like you this monster that's what you're supposed to be you know um whether you whether that's how you feel or not you know and i'm i don't really push back on that because people are allowed to feel that way if that's how they really feel you know and i and there's things that have been done that have been monstrous and destructive from black men this is not mm-hmm. a defense of like straight black men didn't do nothing wrong this isn't even that it's just literally saying like it feels like a lot you know what i mean like it just feels like a lot all the time like there is no reprieve from this shit it's just every day it's just another fucking thing like some nigga does something terrible that is all niggas that is all black dudes you know what i mean uh somebody uh somebody um um um, gets killed by the police and it's like let's share this video like it's an animal being put down let's defend it let's let's have a debate over it and you know i'm not knocking people for getting in the streets but it's like even if you get in the streets about it it's still just 
it's still just this violence that's that's continuing to happen regardless of like you know for everyone that's been like y'all try voting ain't shit change man burn the shit down they still killing us it don't matter it don't really matter you know like the threat of us existing is somehow so fucked up and you know and i'm and i'm a person that believes we're in it together Mm -hmm. i'm a person that believes that you can't really advocate for black lives unless you're talking about black trans women killed at the hands of black men unless you're talking about black women being abused by black men unless you're talking about um you know uh brianna taylor and sandra bland um if you're not talking about that shit to me you're not talking about it at all so that's one of the reasons i'm so proud of the nba guys and stuff because they have been they're not just going in there to be like you know like dave Chappelle, black men black men black men they're like no 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 everybody everybody black people we are under attack tamir rice is a child this like they don't give a fuck about any of us but yeah it's just it's just been a lot lately and you know i try not to get stuck on self-pity and shit like that but you know some of this shit just feels so callous towards us and then at the same time we're losing our you know you're losing these heroes you know to a certain extent um so that's how i felt about it how'd you feel about the chat with balls and stuff it was more of just a shocker and then it was like well oh my gosh he had cancer and nobody knew like you know type of thing and mm-hmm. then i just sat with it like i you know because i seen you know it happened and they were posting online and i just check out i just get offline when shit like this happen i, I mean I, me mm-hmm. i'm like i'm good right because it's going to be a disasterbation fest it's going to be arguing it's going to be bitterness it's going to be you know people acting like they had the right to know he had colon cancer is going you know it's going to be people just making everything about everybody and right. themselves at the same time you like like the internet this is what the internet does and if you've been on the internet for any significant amount of time you know this Mm -hmm. and so you know why am i going to go in and act like i'm going to get a different result i'm not so i have to do what's best for my mental capacity and deal with it how i know how to and a lot of times that's just getting offline and processing to have i going to process it offline yeah Uh, and i I don't blame you i I started reading uh i got back to reading my book last night and it's like i'll just read until i feel sleepy you know and i end up going to bed late that night but you know it's really more about the shock of just finding out yes than it was about you know anything else and you know we don't know him so we never were going to get to say quote unquote goodbye but to not have that goodbye moment you know like we did with and maybe we will get that in a movie form you know i think we will. i think with marvel's technology and the way they bring people you know they did star wars without uh, carrie fisher and kind of gave everybody a send-off for her maybe we'll get something like that for chadwick but you know just brilliant man obviously gone too soon obviously a tragedy um and uh we definitely had some good laughs and stuff and good conversations and entertainment from his career and his and the things he talked about yes yes we did and i know for uh for me uh another reason why i checked out online because i kept thinking about my mama too so i was like oh okay it's time for me to get offline like you know it's like oh no 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 this is going to make me go down into a dark place uh 
and 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 it's going to hurt you know because i know that's how it was with kobe Mm-hmm. uh because i remember we was watching the thing with uh the game with lebron and them and we i just couldn't watch it mm-hmm. um and so i was like oh okay and for a lot of other people shit like this triggers things in them too and instead of them acknowledging that hey i'm triggered instead of them acknowledging hey just making me think about my mom my dad my cousin my grandpa because mm-hmm. a lot of times when somebody else dies regardless of if you know them or not it triggers something in people you know because you've had these relationships with these people and these loved ones and these family members no matter um who they are they were somebody to you regardless of if i knew their name or not they were mm-hmm. somebody to you and that means something and so you know a lot of times a lot of that pain and grief comes out like we said before in the anger in the bitterness Mm -hmm. in the sadness in the jealousy in the i'm gonna make this about me you know because if i talk about me i don't have to talk about my pain i'll talk about this i'll talk about that and like i said everybody deals with this kind of differently but uh like i said before and i will say it again you can't um do the same thing and expect different results yeah and and like that's one of the things online kind of becomes a cycle it's a hurricane of just i'm sorry terrible terrible timing to say that uh but it's a um it's a whirlwind of just like everyone reacting Mm -hmm. and then everyone judging each other for reacting Mm -hmm. and to me that's not a good place to have these conversations and you know i saw i did see a lot of people who you know and i'm so glad that when black panther came out we just unabashedly celebrated it and weren't trying to be too cool for the room like so many people for years i remember when they first dropped it it was like a year or two before the movie when they announced it yes and then we had a party on the show yes and on on social media it was so beautiful people gonna be like this is how i'm gonna be walking up in black panther and it was like days of people yeah. wearing you know posting gifts and pics when, and when happiness they, when they cast i'm talking about our podcast though yes i'm saying when they announced it we had a party on the show yes we played did. that no flex zone yes when um and you can go back and look at some of these articles uh, i mean some of the titles of these episodes yes. um you know when we did the um uh when they cast chat with bozeman yes you know after i had called that shit i couldn't Years believe ago. it and i was so excited about that um uh you know even when we saw the movie and our reviews of it and our conversations based off of it um and uh, i know everyone was reminding me today and so i'm gonna play it but uh when i made the black history the movie music uh movie trailer (laughs) in a world where black history is outlawed one man has to be all the historical black people throughout time to teach his class what it means to have black history starring chadwick boseman as martin luther king jr i have a dream and chadwick boseman as george washington carver behold the peanut also starring chadwick boseman as Harriet Tubman. I can't die but once. And also starring Chadwick Boseman as Sojourner Truth. Ain't I a woman? Introducing Chadwick Boseman as Malcolm X. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Starring Chadwick Boseman as Rosa Parks. No. Featuring Chadwick Boseman as Leon Robinson 
in the five heartbeats. Don't you want to hang with old Eddie Kane? Starring Chadwick Boseman as Michael Jordan. I don't take pictures with niggas. And also Chadwick Boseman as Oprah Winfrey. You get a car. Then Chadwick Boseman as Little Richard. A wop bop a loop bop a lop bam boom. Chadwick Boseman as Marion Barry. Bitch set me up. Co-starring Chadwick Boseman as Beyonce. You must not know about me. Introducing Chadwick Boseman as LeBron James. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Chadwick Boseman will also have to be Snoop Dogg. Fuck shizzle. And Chadwick Boseman as that one nigga who bagged your groceries down at the grocery store. Would that be paper or plastic? Then Chadwick Boseman will be Queen Latifah. Who you calling a bitch? And as a revelation coming to the screen, as only Chadwick Boseman can do it, he'll also be Karen Morrow. We need empathy and sympathy. And finally, Chadwick Boseman will be you. Damn this nigga and everything. Coming to BET this fall. Make sure you watch Black History, the movie. Black History! Rest in peace, man, to a real one. Yes. Just, man, he will be missed. And it did feel like he was doing all the movies, all the historical And I was here for it. And, yeah, he left a legacy behind, man. Um, All right, let's get to the next uh, the next episode, 2164 Raccoonition. Uh, we had two comments. Brooklyn Shoebag says, if Dick, make, if Dick make you slap somebody, then WAP will hypnotize somebody into marriage. <laughs> in regards to turning off air conditioning to prevent the spread of coronavirus i had to laugh most new york city public schools were built so long ago that most of the rooms don't have air conditioning wall units wall units north central i have so much anxiety about the blended learning model i've agreed for my kids in september that i stay on the edge of panic a panic attack but i absolutely agree nyc literally had five months to come up with better plans of getting tech to children to establish outdoor learning sites to improve ventilation etc and even the plans they came up with is only a suggestion until governor cuomo says it's okay uh or is it cuomo cuomo says it's okay i'm so tired of the pissing contest between nyc mayor and new york state governor yeah uh i don't even know what happened like at one point people was like they handling the pandemic better than everybody i know y'all numbers went down and then just like i looked up one day and it was like these niggas beefing i was like what the fuck happened like what happened like i don't I, I mean i'm not from new york and it's probably real complicated so don't worry about writing mm-hmm. some long shit in but god damn i'm just it's like bro the pandemic's still going what how did y'all get back to like we now have the privilege to beef finally what's funnier candace owens not being asked speaking to rnc or dominant silk realizing they are so of also affected by racism the second one they're, they're both pretty good oh yeah they're both good but if ah. i got to pick number two yeah yeah karen's with it right away i candace not getting to speak just tickled me in a, just a, such a good way yes because they had just any old niggas speaking too like i'm like why not why didn't they they like you getting a little too uppity or something i don't know maybe they finally found out she sued for racist discrimination back in college and they was yeah, like you know, know what she faking it dia says hi rod and karen or just you know the 2020 model new models of coon came in 
come on it could be that <laughs> the 2021 model rolled up yeah. on, on, on the on the uh lot the 2020 coons is out okay uh that's what that's what the commercials for the rnc that's what they were showing instead of car commercials they were showing like the new fall line of coons coming to you in 2020 showing you all the upgrades mm-hmm welcome back welcome back welcome back in times like these come on in times like these coons have been for here for you for the last 60 years Z- zero down and zero a month mm-hmm. my coon is starting to have some self-respect well we can't have that come on down to coons ford america or whatever <laughs> come on down to coon of charlotte we will get you in a new 2020 coon today they start playing them old school uh commercial this is our country low low prices and, and low low self-esteem uh high rod and karen on john gray him pointing out that his child eats pizza every day is that supposed to be shocking the children in my family and the children of people who i know around that six to ten year age range don't want to eat anything but cheese pizza happy meals cutie uh cutie oranges and craft mac and cheese not the good stuff it has to be craft not the good stuff right like that taste bud uh what is it? that's why a lot of kids menus particularly in america i normally grill cheese because i worked at restaurants and normally grill cheese hot dogs corn dogs chicken tenders that's about mm-hmm. it with french fries pizza yeah and pizza that's about it and everything comes french fries so why make meatloaf mashed potatoes and string beans for little people who act like they are about to throw up if you ask them if they want some eggs yeah and it's not like john coming home having meals he too he too much he too busy out the streets uh but what came first the cheating or the not cooking is he cheating because she doesn't cook or is she not cooking because he's cheating right mm-hmm. the chicken before the egg you never home why would i be cooking yeah well who the hell am i cooking for we we can both eat out cheaper you out in the streets being fast i'm supposed to take some time to hook up a hello fresh i don't think so the hell i would y'all think if karen wasn't coming home to get these hello freshes i'd be in here cooking every day Mm-mm. you wouldn't Mm-mm. no i i then i'll just go get something to eat I, that's just more labor for me and from the few stories i've heard of this on this podcast about him he seems like he prefers to eat out anyway can i get a the who clip uh played yeah i got you <laughs> um lastly when you two were discussing the brianna taylor event i immediately thought about a friend whose family holds an annual barbecue called pearl jam in memory of her aunt pearl that passed away years ago i had not seen the flyer so during the podcast i went to look for it and it is not my taste and even though branded material are in my wheelhouse i can never judge anyone for not having the same experience i enjoy but i wonder if some not all but some were not feeling the event because it does feel a bit final almost like acceptance that justice will escape will escape and this is is all we will get for her a branded event um you know what's interesting though is uh the the monday and tuesday events like the monday and tuesday events on that um on the schedule were definitely not signaling and then that's it it was and then these are the steps we're going to take to educate and teach people how to be activists so that we can continue to get the push to get her justice Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying i I think you're right in that so here's what i think i think you're right in the fact that people who take it and go i'm not looking i'm just looking at the flyer 
i'm not gonna find out what any of the events are Mm -hmm. i'm i'm offended which means to me which says is bad messaging is a bad flyer i don't know how i really don't know how anyone can really argue the opposite i think the the the, if the messaging because a flyer is something out of context it literally can't there is no context to put a flyer in it's the thing you're using to promote your event yes so you know unfortunately i think the flyer was bad and then that sent a spiral to people being like and the event ain't gonna be shit and they don't want justice they just and if you go to those websites if you look at articles then they are doing more than just those flyers and that brand those branded events but nobody cares yeah Yeah. um and it's just crazy man because i find myself in this switzerland area with these activists where i don't particularly want to be around or work with a lot of these activists because of what i've seen them do to each other and to other people yes and i'd rather them feel a way about me not being involved than to than to be up close and involved in that drama because too much of it is so much ego like i said uh tamika mallory one of the people behind this event who told people to kiss her ass was shitting on president obama for saying yo the nba players should use their platform as players in the bubble to continue to advocate for people and stuff like that he wasn't saying shut up and dribble don't get nothing they did get something out of the negotiations um and to be frank uh the people that said well they don't need to be in the bubble they're bigger than that hey, Kyrie Irving, we haven't heard shit from him since the bubble started now that could be him not talking or it could also be nobody gives a fuck anymore no one's asking him shit if you're in the bubble nobody cares though, yeah like say. there's something to be said about having the attention of the world on you and utilizing that attention to bring, raise awareness for other causes and to leverage that into uh the the things you believe in which is what they did um so any but but that that being said my point is literally she went from a week ago people were shitting on her she ain't shit and she told him kiss her ass to you know obama ain't shit and we should all be listening to her and you know people were like so you train these nba players didn't do nothing she's like no they did they did a good job i like what they did but i'm like well then what's the problem then what's the problem yes and sometimes people won't admit it sometimes when you be like is that jealousy because it's like once you kind of analyze it nothing else makes sense there there's ego in activism just like anything else people want their credit and they're human that's true they're like you're human. talking about human beings human beings want credit you came to my city and you did this thing you're you're you know you're considered an activist and like black lives matter wouldn't have been nothing if it wouldn't have been people already in the streets for st louis nobody was fucking with y'all until after that and then they go yeah well y'all didn't get down with the cause and y'all getting too much credit they call you black lives matter activists you're not a black lives matter activist you know there's like all this kind of shit that that is happening behind the scenes and most of us average people don't care you know what i mean like we're not like we more like oh so they are trying to do something that's all and that and that's and that's the don't place care how you get there that's the place i've had to cordon off mm-hmm. so that i'm not involved and so i'm not constantly judging because the thing i really don't like is seeing so many people that don't do that much shitting on people for trying something right they trying something whether it's brianna khan whether it's what the nba players are doing whether it's uh abolishing the police i'm not gonna go after you for effort yeah like you trying something out the world would be better if you help if your goal got accomplished mm-hmm. it's not like i'm sitting around hoping rooting against you so mm-hmm. anyway all that stuff to say that 
it was interesting that what an interesting week right uh anyway um but if you aren't feeling it oh yeah that's what i meant that's what i was trying to say so we can't separate if it is something petty like jealousy we can't separate if it is ego if it's why didn't they call me you know we can never really separate that so you hope that people are coming from a good place yes you do but we've seen evidence that motherfuckers don't always be coming from a good place Mm -mm. and cover it up with their activism yeah if fucking sean king got you for some money uh or or got you for some time and effort 10 years ago and you still mad at him today that's valid but that also might be why every time he breathes you be on his ass you know and why i don't feel the need because he never got me for no money you know what i mean so i it's easier for me to be like yeah uh, i hope he's doing the right thing but i don't really give a fuck i'm gonna just not fuck with him right you see what i'm saying so anyway but if they aren't feeling it nothing is stopping them from keeping their t- tails at home or better yet coming up with their own ideas to honor brianda taylor's memory come on uh yeah and then the the weird thing they did where it's like her family approves of it and then people go well her family is having trauma we can't take them seriously if it's bigger than the family and it's no longer about the family then what's it about them it's about them right because like to me that's a sufficient thing and i and i feel that way about all these families me too but there's been times people were calling on calling out sean king and being like he's stealing money from the families if the families came out and say he wasn't stealing money i had to stop that part like you might have issues with other things but i'm not gonna say he stole from somebody that's telling me he didn't steal nothing from me you know what i'm saying that like there's a level of just denial of fact denial of truth denial of context that i have to check out in because i just feel so messed up y'all i don't know i'm just trying to make sense of social media but i can't stand it you know what y'all should have done fool yeah i have no idea what they should do uh good luck to to all them people the poll good luck oh, to you all the poll was should candace owens get to speak at the rnc yes or no no mm. 38 percent of the audience says yes 62 percent say no i think most of y'all are saying no because y'all petty mm-hmm. thank you i'll rest my case uh i said yes but hear me out says brooklyn shoe babe if you're gonna suck the dick of the republicans and sell out black people at every turn you should be rewarded by your masters because you're not coming to the cookout never ever period yeah i i feel like she's earned the coon cred but at the same time i'm anything that makes her her not happy makes me smile so kim knox says sure why not let her speak at the racist convention like she wants they're uh, all she has and that's always hanging on by the thinnest thread i mean she had has she seen how they did herman cain that they really did not take a time to honor him at the rnc that's so crazy to me mm, somebody thought they was somebody thought i mean you have a, i did he has a you have a week of content a week of content you would think just a 30 second minute of sound a minute of silence a 30 second moment of silence you know what i'm saying just 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 to cover your own ass Hmm, they didn't even acknowledge his death right so i was like why would the fuck would they acknowledge him at the rnc covid ain't real so he ain't either come on the nigga is really dead imagine that still can't shake it let her go be with her people we don't want her there's no forgiveness on the side on this side either the damage her rhetoric has already done had to be the silent impetus for the ideology uh that goes in the anti-black blm sentiment in the police department and healthcare, and karen's across walmart and target she belongs to them mm-hmm 
yeah i, I was kind of conflicted too i feel like she should have she got snubbed but at the same time ain't exactly you know writing home about that Mm-mm. uh <laughs> she experienced some coon injustice <laughs> sorry i don't feel bad about that right i'm supposed to feel sorry for that bitch i don't (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) that 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 clip does not get i'm supposed to feel sorry for that bitch i don't um let's see episode 2167 knuck if you cuck may june july says another great reading rainbow i'm so glad you shared that i learned that a couple of years ago and it's so messed up we americans are so heavily propagandized in our education system and one of the methods is leaving out global context the passing of the immigration act in 1965 was a direct response to that shame these republicans have so little shame now they couldn't even muster up enough shame to protect their own children at the sandy hook if you don't even give a damn about your own offspring how can you reason with the people like that folks got to stop playing if someone's fighting cancer gets shot that doesn't mean you don't tend to the bullet wound too you got to fight on all fronts thank you such a great point and yeah man i i'm telling you i'm on to something with this the shit where they go you can't shame me for voting shame must be working it's the only way that they would be complaining about it because they use it they shame democratic voters they shame black people who vote democrat they shame and hispanic and Latino yeah they people. shame everybody they shame the Repo- they shame the uh democratic politicians like they shame everybody until you go well what about you you should feel shame you're not even voting and you think all this shit is fucked up and then they're like shame doesn't work no you just don't want it like if anything shame works when we when it shouldn't that's 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 how fucked up shame is like shame works when it shouldn't well you shouldn't feel bad about something you do so eve says being a cuckold is a huge kink in the conservative community it really is like they that's the one insult besides nigger that conservative white people came up with that really is good that's like their best insult besides the n-word cuck like it's such a good one but it says something about you projecting that because the same way they project on the nigger right what is nigger lazy stealing your labor stealing your money sexually lascivious uh immoral indecent criminal all shit that white people were to black people right how i'm the criminal you enslave me right how i'm the how i'm the sexual threat and you're the one raping our people like so they that's what i think they've done with cuck they like they're they like that idea and, and it would make sense because if you talk about cuckold a lot of times it's from a power fantasy thing mm-hmm. men men that typically are privileged and always in power want to be out of power that's why you don't really see a lot of it in the black community and stuff because black men don't experience power in that type of way that mm-hmm. white men do mm-hmm. you know white men also can be in the bdsm in that way you know mm-hmm. um and i mean the 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 uh the sm part of it like they like i want to be emasculated quote unquote i want to be you know we've had a uh, uh janelle james come on the show before and talked about some working as a dominatrix and shit white dudes into that kind of shit because their life is different when you're a powerful ceo and shit you you know like you have a different psychology to what it takes to get you off possibly because of your experience um you want the opposite of that experience so um i'm not shocked at all that they they would have a lot of cuckold fantasies and fetishes and shit within the republican community because look who the fuck they are this you know 
being a cucko is a huge king in a conservative community i have a friend who makes good money sleeping with other men's wives and he said he's seen many maga hats and crosses he's black and most of the people are white and he says quite a few of the men also uh, asked to suck his dick i'm not judging it's hard out there in the pandemic uh i'm judging i, I definitely am judging i could it couldn't be me i think that like but maybe that's a, some black men's fantasy but i think once you throw in that racism shit i i could could be me like maybe like i i'm not saying um i'm not i'm really not trying to shame people but i I mean walking by a maga hat to fuck somebody's wife you gotta really be (sighs) dedicated to the cause you gotta really be overlooking some things dog like uh-uh you got I, money over everything for some people literally like yeah like, cool. you paying yeah like that that's a level i'm just just not with but you know but look more power to them i'm not saying look i to be i'm being as honest as i can like if that's what you it couldn't be me but but do what you do you know what i mean i but i just don't know how you reconcile that because i would be like i'm having sex in racist people's houses for their pleasure and there gotta be something in it for you and so maybe your psychology that's a thing for you is to be the the black man that's dominating some white people so yeah you a brave so because the, mm-hmm. the maca hat is like a Ku Klux Klan to me I'd be like I might not make it out of this bitch alive no I'm good yeah I can't ever see myself having sex with somebody that I'm letting call that's not black that I'm letting call me the n-word or something like that you know or i don't know but it's just but that also just isn't my fetish in that type of way you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. not gonna knock y'all for it i guess mm-hmm. funny how these conversations have black people but but love hate black people but these oh these conservatives hate black people but love black dick yeah and they also talk about that when the rnc comes to town they have a lot of gay and black escorts mm-hmm. that go that, through the roof that get yeah the demand goes up in these places specifically because that's what these people are into sexually and people just let it cook and we call them the evangelical christians yeah like uh, literally uh studies have shown a lot of police uh departments have to do like big busts because people in like the surrounding cities will travel into town like they would just have a skyrocket of of like you know prostitutes and escorts to be all in the hotel rooms yeah the poll do you think jerry is a cool cuck or insecure cuck insecure 89 percent of the audience agrees with you and i agree with you as well uh 11 say cool cuck which i was surprised rebecca says oh you two and your jokes i hear your jokes and i'm laughing with you but here's why where it's not so funny it's a fucking miracle that bannon was put under federal arrest for conspiracy to commit wire fraud you see a couple months back Barr, who i'm sure got wind of this tried having jeffrey berman attorney general of snyd retire early but berman wouldn't budge till he knew who his replacement was and will only allow his replacement to be his underling gotta hand it to bureaucracy right there they use the post office because it's just about the only federal jurisdiction that isn't run by bar not to mention bannon was brazen enough to commit wire fraud so the post office was used to undermine the attorney general of the u.s so that we could get an actual criminal off these streets uh or boat in this case <laughs> off these waves <laughs> gotta get these criminals off these waves 
that's how bad this whole shit show is this is only beginning buckle up it's gonna get real bumpy great work and thanks for the jokes to keep me smiling at work thanks rebecca thank you and we would have never found that out because when it comes to trump and his people i just assume they all criminals and i have stopped looking into the details come on like that's about yeah they did it now just keep it pushing that's why that's y'all man is 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 the segment for my black mental health uh i already know these niggas is criminal waiting for white people to catch up you know what i'm saying <laughs> just like when y'all gonna notice we do shady dane says the fucking with black people segment from the day has me screaming dracarys at the top of my lungs that broad that adopted a black child only to subject him to racism in his own home breaks my heart saying that is understand that is understandable for cops to see him as a threat that bitch sees her own child as a threat mm-hmm. so of course she understands why any racism and hatred that he uh, endures is justified imagine not having a solid functioning a solid foundation from your parents teaching you about the ills of society and giving you insight on navigating the shithole this shithole country instead you are marinating in an environment that can only result in you having a copious amount of self-hatred right like that's the thing for him to survive in his household he's gonna have to learn to hate his black self because the parents really do and if they're not equipping that child by going because what white people truly believe because of their experience and what i would really call a lack of experience is that if you do not acknowledge race it will not harm you right and so they see it as black people continuously acknowledging race and therefore thinking everything is racial it's really not but you just you just keep making things racial so i'm gonna raise if i raised a black child i would say hey your race doesn't matter it has nothing to do with anything uh just get over it and you're gonna be super successful and 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 it's like okay you're just setting you're gaslighting this child setting them up for failure Mm-mm. right and then they go out there and get smacked in the face with racism and don't know how to handle it we read every day articles about black people trying to exercise the civil rights that they have and finding out they don't have them sure don't my heart aches for this poor baby when not if because it will absolutely happen that kid has his first racist teacher his parents aren't going to be willing to go to bat for him as almost every black parent has had to do for their child nope instead he's going to get a lecture about how his his actions cause issues and that's keeping it light okay like teacher is keeping it light police interactions it's happened at school bullying from other kids uh accusations about sexual shit anything can happen if you aren't willing to at least believe or advocate for your black child you are putting them at a disadvantage when let's say the teacher says um you know he is um being disruptive in class we know the school to prison pipeline is real imagine your parents showing up and doing the opposite of advocating for you and trying to understand what the deeper issues are and just going well you know technically black people do do more stuff and more crime so you know stop doing it jeremy you know like what the fuck is that um yeah i'm gonna speak for everyone when i say that story left me feeling well and truly fucked with yeah it it definitely got me too uh dracars (laughs) <laughs> i mean i think speaking at the rnc you should already we should be able to take your black children from you and i mean that for the black people too like we should be able to take herman kane's kids and ben carson kids <laughs> even if they grown by the way like oh ben carson's kids is 40 yeah they are now they're coming back you don't we claiming them 
we returning these motherfuckers print some stickers out put a stamp on them they coming back to the the sender uh all right lastly our review of um lovecraft country we got four comments kim doc says the fear in letty's face when tick switched up on her and wouldn't take her no for an answer was look that scene was disturbing they have been building real trust and attraction throughout these rampant revenant experiences so i cannot imagine how devastating that kind of hard fantasy could be for her mentally on top of the trauma of her dying and coming back to life the way she screamed awake from awake from death journey smollett is truly in her wheelhouse when she takes roles from the 1800s and 1950s this is golden i mean yeah i agree um and i think she was dope in um uh harley quinn because she was in harley quinn as well um so uh she played um um blackbird the one that got the power to with her voice mm. so I, I mean she i think she a good actress man so uh auto de face says i think christina told tick he could take hold of the ceremony when she put the ring on his finger uh the smallest most inconsequential thing can set you on its course uh you just have to see it and seize it okay i didn't even pick that up that's dope that's that's thanks auto defe she was staring at his eyes to drive home the point if tick snuffed her dad she might be in a better position with no risk if not she probably no worse off yeah maybe that's what happened i i mean that i definitely remember that scene and it didn't even cross my mind that it was the ring that allowed him to control the ceremony um but uh if that's what it was dope maybe we'll revisit that moment eve says i think this should be subtitled races getting what's coming to them i love it one thing did confuse me when atticus was walking through the town and no one none of those white folks even looked his way he was all up on their lawn too so no one pulled out a gun other than the racist sheriff lady that part was suspect but other than that the show was a masterpiece hope they can bring uncle george back and who knows not so funny what kind of control is happening in those areas Mm -hmm. you know like they sound like this is structured like people come through there all the time and they probably told don't be talking to these folks that pass through here it stood out to me too but i didn't find any deeper meaning in it but Mm -hmm. i was just like damn he all up in the yard i thought everybody was racist eve says this is an excellent episode i love seeing races dying in horrible ways one thing that did confuse me about this episode was when oh wait so i guess she left two comments um so uh let's get back let's get to the poll which was um whose nightmare version vision was the hardest to overcome letty tick or george karen george visioned uh talking to uh tick's mama Mm -hmm. uh tick of course had the fight with gia 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 to death and letty of course uh the uh snake penis i would say letty's letty 50 percent say letty tick got 35 percent and george got 15 percent uh personally i go with george okay um tick mama was was thick she was dancing all in his face he knew that it was some type of uh fake dream i thought the nigga was gonna have sex with her okay i just it just wouldn't and then it would have been embarrassing because these white people was outside the door they would have been watching you have air humping the and stuff like it could have got ugly y'all looking at you through the the two-way glass that's a strong black man is what i'm trying to tell y'all okay he stood that's they he loved his wife okay the rest of y'all you know mm -hmm. no email no voicemails today we got some emails um alexander dumas love country lovecraft country this is seven days ago 
um oh it's just about it's, it's about what i said about the man in the mask okay um and um what was the book called let me fuck this. i don't want to fuck this up it was uh oh it's so it, it so that book that they kept finding um and around his father's home um uh, was written by a black man alexander dumas was a black man um and uh he wrote the count of monte crisco Cristo, sorry crisco huh? uh it, and that's the black version it's a black of his book yeah house of monte crisco that's a totally different book uh it's about the same person that wrote uh uh this bitch got roaches in the crib uh, 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 uh but it's a revenge story as you mentioned where a man who was wrongfully thrown in prison has everything taken from him and plots an intricate revenge plan uh what is significant about the story is the author was black alexander dumas much like black r&b artists of the 60s his book covers were filled with white men and his blackness was largely erased from the collective consciousness he also wrote the three musketeers and the man the iron mask okay so i did say okay i got some of this right uh if this means anything in the show but at least it's a cool fact thanks fam uh nergy ninja says hey rod and karen if you're doing feedback i understand you're not but love the recap of the first episode lovecraft country um this is crazy good just watched the second episode oh my god not courtney no lord why it's just the second episode he was so good the magical gaslighting that watch witchy girl did on atticus was so good making him question himself by erasing their memories then helping birth one of those creepy monsters from a cow i was also like is that fitz but my husband thought i was talking about ages of shield fitz so i said no fitzgerald grant bitch ass president on scandal you are a boy as president that's him it's like every other scene in this show is a message just screaming at us it's just so well done i really love the way atticus and leticia looked at each other at the end of the episode just that connected trauma that we experience as black men and women i try really hard not to get thirsty at this at the fine man get being naked like that uh after he just enjoyed a traumatic event seeing letitia get shot and technically die but there's so much to unpack yeah you was unpacking that bb that big back big boy constrictor uh but <laughs> but, but i'm gonna leave it at that i, I yeah it's, it's it's just to me they're just acting so mm-hmm. and i mean if actors are fine man woman what whoever you're into what you know like i don't really see how acknowledging that is bad mm-hmm. like they, they i mean that nigga probably did so much working out for us to be able to look at him without his shirt you on he did a lot so, of abs and push-ups yeah because lord just yeah like lord knows when i'll be watching stuff with fine women and i don't be feeling away like this is a desbian. it's not like i'm talking to them like if i was if they were in the room and i were interviewing them about their role in a tv movie or some tv show i wouldn't be like so what's up with that ass mm-hmm. that's not a problem right i wouldn't do that but to be able to acknowledge like these people is fine as fuck i, I don't see that as disrespectful um so again maybe i don't know maybe only i don't know but yeah man women whoever like they, they fine they fine he probably happy he probably did all that working out so people would jonathan major somewhere like finally somebody acknowledges me he seen some of that love my man got from watchmen and was like well what i got to do to get some of that <laughs> i ain't do all this ad work and cardio for nothing right i'm in here eating motherfucking no carbs i need some love rice cakes and shit yes y'all gonna love this love y'all thanks for recapping the show Amon. thanks Amon. Mm-hmm 
uh trey rice in just waking up this morning here about chad with last night just wanted to send encouraging to uplift the words of the blackout tips fam after the terrible loss i love you all stay positive stay focused if you're a fellow artist continue to use the art to create the change in the world for the better if you need to cry cry if you need to laugh laugh if you need to punch a pillow punch if you need to escape into a fictional world for a few moments do it whatever it is also did i say i love you all karen and rod the chat fam um i know i crack jokes in the chat a lot but i want to thank you all for being who you are you got guys have changed my life for the better in so many ways i love you all tell your people you love them while they're still here anyways let's go watch some of chadwick's movies and show some love in any way we can uh for sure thank you thank you uh last emails from mr span hiv treatment i'm not sure if i'm getting this in early enough for this week's feedback show but i was listening to you guys and driving back home from chicago when the topic came up i can see both sides of this when it comes to the pharmaceutical companies and how they would address a possible cure for hiv the clinical side the cynical side of me is where karen is at it's been dead at decades since the last time big pharma has given us medications to cure anything it actually makes me think of an old chris rock bit where he talked about drug companies giving you drugs to live with diseases as opposed to eradicating diseases outright he even said in the bit they still mad over all that money they missed on polio <laughs> but when, then there's a flip to this where i could see a possible cure could also be a windfall for the drug companies too because it's now providing a safety net for risk behave, risky behaviors people may be comfortable having unprotected sex at higher rates regardless of the possibility of infection because now there's a treatment same goes for the shaming of needles with drug sharing of needles with drug use for, yeah they can make i mean that's the thing about it they gonna make money anyway like drug companies they not exactly close to going out of business Mm -mm. and they find a way to monetize your health and your want to stay alive no matter what you do right so but i mean so yeah they they probably could be like uh let's give them the cure to hiv because they'll get syphilis again you know, yeah, this other shit is start spiking up. Gonorrhea <laughs> gonna come back. Yeah, motherfuckers will want to pay for it. They'll need it two and three times. Uh, but yeah, folks just won't be as careful as they would be now, and we're seeing it as we speak, just based on how folks are behaving during this pandemic with no cure on hand at the moment. I can see the big fight being over which companies will be able to copy the treatment or alter it slightly, but give you the same effect. So, uh sort of how we got 90 different versions of the pills to get your dick hard now yeah they had to wait for the statute of limitations to go up on the uh uh propriety of it and mm-hmm. then after that they, anyone can make it mm-hmm. uh just a couple things that might to keep in mind while listening to you guys keep up came to mind while keep listening to you guys keep up the great work span thanks mr span thank you mr span um and before we get out of here we also got some mail we did mm-hmm. you know we love some mail up in here okay we love to go to the mailbox and see something up in there mm-hmm. makes our day every time makes our week i would even say it does and we save the stuff to open until you know gifts now gifts gifts more gifts more gifts gifts y'all so the first one we got a, a letter with it it says um let me see rob and karen boy y'all love that whoever stumbled onto that should get patent on that because y'all it has been nothing but messing my name up since (laughs) rob and karen 
saw these while waiting online at marshall's and thought of you as is nearly uh white woman of color season <laughs> nearly my ass it is our time okay i broke out the scarf this morning i had my uh my hat and i had uh you know my pumpkin spice mug it's, come on i'm stepping into this fall okay y'all talking it's almost fall time summer's almost over we snatching it it's ours now this fall has entered the chat okay this is our season we taking it back all the basic bitches we are getting pumpkin spice lattes pumpkin spice is already in the stores it is so uh i hope y'all don't think y'all about to keep your little summer just because oh but it's hot well it's never too hot for white privilege okay yeah it's never too hot (laughs) my uggs are cooled 65 degrees in any weather okay anyway uh, uh i know you be get, you will be getting your gear together hope you enjoy getting it it's together stay safe as i know you will you will thanks for keeping us entertained you have been a blessing to me more than you know Rhea, uh official grandmother of the show and listener since tw- 2013-ish wow thank, thank you for you. listening you've been around for a hot minute baby and let's see what's in these uh what oh white pumpkin white pumpkin my nigga mm, a white pumpkin candle yes smells yeah. delicious you have to love it okay one of my favorite um flavors oh two of them yes white pumpkins listen as a white woman of color isn't the only thing make a pumpkin better is if it be white too you know what i'm saying come on we're gonna both be having i didn't privilege. know pumpkin came in the color white okay we're gonna both be having privilege up in this piece uh and then we got one more thing was there was there a card with this or no Mm-mm. okay but i think i know who sent this uh my man mudro who we broke bread with a few times um you know dope cool ass dude he uh checks on me every once in a while in like a dm or something but um you know we were talking about the blackest beautiful beer and we were like damn we were, i would like to find some and we were able to find some after i talked to him but he was like i got some i'm not drinking so he was like i'm gonna mail it to you so he sent some cases of uh, i mean four uh black is black is beautiful beers 9.2 percent alcohol mm, that is a nine that's not a four hello uh, that's a slow sip that's a that's a regular sip no uh, no i mean i'll be slow sipping i'm not i know be- i mean i'm gonna be regular sipping okay ain't no it'll get you drunk ain't no point in uh yeah we'll get you drunk you know ain't no point if you if, you know well i'm a slow my not me not in the covet times i might pound these bad boys drink them in shots but uh yeah <laughs> thank you mudro that's it for today's feedback show mm-hmm. um monday we're recording at 7 p.m uh we're gonna have sharon paul on she's a first time guest uh comedian very funny person um and uh yeah that's it for uh tomorrow me and justin will be on dom uh dominic rivera's podcast mind of dom again talking nba playoffs uh so that should be fun and then we'll have of course the regular show tomorrow so all right y'all until tomorrow am i missing anything karen Mm -mm. all right until tomorrow I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.